position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Welcome to episode number 364 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, motherfuckers! Being recorded for you on this Sunday, the 17th of October, 2021, at 16.23pm. Left coast, Pacific coast, coast with the most! Crack engineer! Pow! Ivor Molina over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign. Good job, Ivor. You are no... Your services... You are relieved! You're fired, Ivor. Mm, that's a good idea. Let's have some whiskey. That would, of course, make it for our sequel friends. Uh, oh, excuse me. Mm. 2021, 10, 17, 16, 23. Uh, yeah, 20, is that right? 2021, 10, 17. Yeah, October 17, 2021. Yeah, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, that is correct. You are correct, sir. We have a, uh, a lot of show for you this week. Um, so let's get straight to our top stories. Dovetailing with uh, the uh, our I'll Believe It When I See It EAC episode from a couple weeks back, uh, I was kind of astonished to discover that the new game that everyone's playing, the MMORPG Sandbox, is at Ad Night described. He described it more as uh, MMO Sandbox. Um, New World, which is put out by Amazon Games, and everyone seems to be playing it, everyone seems to be loving it. I tried to play it this week because it looks really cool, and I was looking for, you know, everyone was playing it, so that means I kind of have to play it. Um, Generally speaking, that's what happens with these things uh, for the show. And also, it did look pretty good, even though I'm kind of completely tired of MMORPGs, because they get so fucking boring, and they're all the same, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, I was shocked to discover that, even though the game installs, it starts up, lets you go all the way through character creation, 
when you try to begin the tutorial it kicks you and crashes because of easy anti-cheat I was also kind of shocked to discover that New World is not available on Amazon's own gaming platform Luna, at least I I was very stoned and drunk when I tried to find it, because like I have a Luna subscription um I haven't been using it at all lately, but uh I was shocked, the game's developed by Amazon Studios it should be the flagship title for the Luna because it's an MMORPG, so you know it gives you the perfect showcase, perfect way to showcase you know your service and stuff. And the way Amazon Luna works is, it you don't really buy games for Luna. It just it's like a subscription to a library of games. That's the way it it seems to seemed to work in the beta that I played. Um, like the only. Uh, tier of subscription that you that you could buy last time I checked was a uh, uh, Ubisoft Ubisoft uh, tier which gave you access to everything that Ubisoft has ever made uh, streamed via Amazon's fucking you know AWS slash cloud computing slash distributed fucking network slash uh, streaming game streaming service uh, so I was really shocked that uh, New World was not even available on Luna. Although I didn't, it, Luna is hard to navigate. Like it, it may, it's easier than Stadia's fucking store because Stadia, where you have to buy each individual game, which sucks, which is why I don't really use my Stadia too much anymore. Uh, but it's nice to have um, both both of these services. Like they're both pretty inexpensive. Uh, Stadia is basically you know, negligible. I think Luna is, I can't remember how much I pay a month, but it's like 10 bucks a month, so and it's still not, you know, they still haven't rolled it out yet, like officially, officially, I think. Maybe they have, maybe they haven't, I don't know. I I don't care. We're not here to cover Luna. Um, but I was was really shocked that New World A, was borked by EAC and two, two, that it wasn't running on Luna. Now, uh, one good thing about that experience was I was pleased to discover that the reason why I buy all my games through Steam as often as possible uh, was once again validated uh, in that I returned the game like ooh, 10 hours after I got it because I got it and then I downloaded it. it was a huge download and I got busy with other shit and then I went to play it later that night and um so 10 hours after I downloaded I downloaded that morning, I was probably like midnight by the time I got around to it and I found out that it was borked and so I did some research in another couple of hours so you know, 13-14 hours is in my library and I logged like, you know an hour in the game because I was doing character creation, reading all this shit and I had to do multiple tries to see if it was really EAC because I couldn't fucking believe it even, you know, blah, um but then I, I filed for a return of the game, and I got my return within the hour. So that's fucking awesome. I mean, if you're of a certain age, you remember the era of gaming where if you open the shrink wrap, you own it forever. Even I remember uh, t- uh, trying to return a, a game that arrived a game that I got from, uh, I think it was, uh, uh, I think it was Best Buy. Um, I opened the jewel case and the prongs had broken off inside the game. This was, I think, for Xbox 360. No, this is this is for Xbox or I can't remember. It was a long time ago, uh, and the prongs had broken off and scratched the actual media to the point where it was unplayable during shipment. And that was something that you couldn't find out until you opened the shrink wrap and found out that the game was physically defective um, and had been damaged during shipping. And to get them to give me a refund for that game was a 45-minute, you know, Escaladio argument among, you know, 
sales guy to middle management to management. You know, it's like, and that was like an obvious fucking physical defect. So the ability to return anything for any reason via Steam, which I don't know, some people say they've had like horrible problems. I don't return a whole hell of a lot, but I have returned a lot of games over the last eight years. And uh, I've never had any problems. Even if I just say, I don't like the game. Like 15 hours in. I don't like the game. I've done that once. And they have no problem just refunding you your money. So, that's cool. It kind of, you know, protracts this fucking, I'll believe it when I see it, easy anti-cheat, coming over to Linux thing. I mean, this is a brand new fucking game. Who knows? Maybe they'll add support for it. I'll believe it when I see it. So, the other big release of these last couple weeks was Back for Blood, which is uh, like Left for Dead, um, and developed by, it's a more or less a, a clone, a re, uh, a reworking of that premise, uh, by some of the members of the original, uh, Left 4 Dead teams, uh, the development teams, some of those people banded together and, cause they wanted to make the game that they really wanted to make, which to me is incredibly stupid because Left 4 Dead, and Left 4 Dead 2 are two incredibly stupid fucking games and that their big bold vision for a game after they strike out on their own is to make a game that is just like the same fucking two stupid fucking games that they made. I beat both Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. I beat them. But yeah, it's cooperative, you know, squad-based, uh, cooperative uh, zombie action horror, survival horror Blah, it's, it looks just like Left 4 fucking dead. Well, Back 4 Blood came out um, when Ivor, you're fired! You should have put this in the fucking notes, you asshole. Back 4 Blood, which I did not buy. I'll tell you why in a moment. Yeah, it came out this week, October 12th, 2021. Um... It looks exactly like Left 4 Fucking Dead. Everyone loves it. Lots of positive reviews. But then again, many people are fucking stupid. Um, Present company excluded, of course, because we are obviously... If you're listening to this, then you are obviously an erudite madman or woman of exceptional taste, culture, refinement, class, and above all else. Not some polyester tourist when it comes to your taste in video games. You only cover the best here. The rarefied air of the Best Linux Games podcast. You can shove it right up your ass and fart it out your nose. Um, <laughs> see, because we run a class operation here. Uh, well, Back for Blood, also borked by, guess what? Easy anti-cheat. So, let me, let me just say it again. You can all say it with me. I will believe it. Repeat after me. Repeat after me. Repeat after me. When I fucking see it. Back for Blood, also borked by Easy Annie Cheat. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it looks like Easy Annie Cheat. So this just prolongs the Steam Deck agony, this like slow cold war. You know, it was a hot war. It was like Sweeney was very anti Linux very much hates Steam. He started his fucking company, more or less, to fucking fuck with Steam. Um, or to get his piece of the market, and he's, anyway, whatever. He did give us the Unreal 4 engine, though, so that's good. But, uh, yeah, it seems like, uh, that hot war has now just turned into a cold war, and... You know, well, probably by next quarter, like, I mean, if it hasn't happened by next quarter, because, I mean, the Steam Deck is coming out, like, it's supposed to come out at the end of this quarter. It's supposed to be out by Christmas, right? Um, I don't know if I'll have the 500 bucks to actually make good my reservation, my $5 reservation, but it's cool to have the $5 reservation in the, in the available. You know, maybe I'll hit for Kino or something. And that's if it ever gets dropped on time or dropped at all or if it works or whatever but uh 
these two things now are kind of like staring each other down in the face and the resolution of this conflict we could end this destructive conflict join me and we will rule the galaxy as father and son it's an appealing pitch by the way that is a really that's some good that's how to win friends and influence people that's Darth Vader's sensitive side there. That's his intuitive side. Anyway, because that's think about it. That's a very compelling offer, especially like when you know you chopped off my hand and I'm gonna die. You know, like you have to really, really hate someone <laughs> to not take them up on that. Have the universe as father and son. I'll never join you. <laughs> that's kind of like. That was my tele- that was my radio teleplay version adaptation of that scene as being analogous to Steam and <laughs> Epic and EAC and Tim Sweeney. But yeah, so that this will simmer and we won't get any clear you know returns. There will be no receipts. It'll be difficult to tell until the Steam Deck actually comes out because that's when I imagine a lot of developers, depending on how successful the Steam Deck is, will now then face, you know, relatively significant market pressures from corporate on down to add the Linux support for EAC. Just fucking configure that shit in your shit now and push that with the next update. But who knows? I'll believe it when I see it! Um... Also, Battlefield 4, I got further this time <laughs> this week. Every like couple of days I I I I I try to get it to run. It still won't run. Everyone else is not having problems. I can't get I couldn't get at first I couldn't get it to install the Origin Thin client. So it was like a flashback to like the early days after um right after EA finally suspended hostilities with Steam. Um but it's an older code, so I was just about to clear them. I mean, it is from 2013, so I imagine... Anyway, I finally I finally managed to make it happy. They pushed an update to it uh, sometime between last show and this show. And that allowed the Think Client to finally install, but now the game just won't fucking run on my Mint system. And I looked on ProtonDB last week, and people who have my exact same fucking setup have no problem getting it to run. It's driving me insane! But luckily, I don't really care. I mean, the first two Battlefield games were really good, but you know, I I do kind of care about Battlefield Four because on the Proton DB uh, page for it, many people say that the online multiplayer is still fantastic, and I kind of miss that. Um, you know, Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, Battlefield. All of them. I go back to I go back to the original Battlefield. Actually, that's crazy to think. That's over twenty fucking years ago, twenty three years ago, twenty two years ago. Mm. So I'm still having problems with Battlefield, and it's no longer on sale, monster sale. So if you missed it, you missed it, sucker. Finally, in our top stories, before we get to our feature, which is uh, World War Z aftermath, um game that I've been ranting about constantly on this show for the last I don't know, six episodes? Five episodes? One of my favorite games of the year, actually. Severed Steel, the bullet time wall running parkour uh, hardcore Henry Matrix-like first-person shooter, Candy Color Disco uh, Carnage Apocalyptic, uh, Neon, Dystopian, One-Armed, Pick Up Gun With Your Feet, Arm Cannoned, uh, Masterpiece. I beat it, uh, which I, I think I had done right before the review, but not only have I beaten it now, I have now completed all achievements, which is depressing. In the course of completing all of I hope that there are more. They gotta add more. I need more. Cause I, I I beat I got 
my character got to level 50. Her character leveled up to level 50 in firefights and I've beaten all the firefights now. And I have unlocked all the weapons. And the firefights are really cool. Those are great. And I love the ability to just make it pick a random level and plunge you in and it it ignores all of the level objectives like from the story mode, from the campaign mode and it's kill everyone you have to kill everyone to win, it's a lot it's a lot like, you know, anyway you're, you're, you're my you're my gagambu, so uh, I can tell you it's a lot like a certain game on TV but that's, that's, you know, red light green light, uh, after a darn story altogether so I was really depressed about uh, Severed Steel because uh, now I have, I, I have no reason to keep playing it. I clocked out of Severed Steel at 27.2 hours, which is very long for you know m- what most people have experienced. The game has not gone up in price. It has not gone down in price. It is still one of the... Wow, it is awesome. Unfortunately, I don't know what's wrong with it's workshop integration at least via Proton via Linux because like I've subscribed to a bunch of user created maps and I've used the actual it's it's still in beta the in game uh, level editor but it's functional it's n- not the world's most easy or intuitive or fully featured but it, it'll you can do some really crazy shit with it um, if you have endless time and other people have I've I've seen people play some of the workshop levels and so I've subscribed to a bunch of workshop levels and I can't play them for some reason it will not populate the list of available workshop content inside my game if you think of the game as a client inside my client so I don't know what to do about that I haven't thoroughly researched that just yet but next time I get a vicious itch which is like every fucking day to play more Severed Steel. It's crazy that I didn't play it hardly at all this week. Even still, I, though, I, I, when I, I last played on October 13th, so four days ago. <laughs> I love that fucking game! But yeah, so that, that, that kind of sucks, but hopefully that'll get fixed. I, I don't ever get all achievements from any games. I don't know how to see a list of the games that I've done all the achievements on in my library. I'm sure there has to be, there probably has to be a way to do that. But I can tell you just from, you know, experientially, just going off my own memory of what I've done, just experientially, I don't do that very often, hardly ever. Even in like fucking uh, sandbox games like um, Starbound which I played for hundreds of hours and fucking Seven Days to Die hundreds of thousands of hours um, Duskers I probably completed all achievements but I don't know if there were achievements yet to get in Duskers when I complete when I anyway Duskers and Galaga the two games that I am the best at in the world I was the best at at Duskers in the world but we won't go into that whole ball of wax. So, Ivor, based on the feature, we got a great feature for you this week. We have, um, it's not a review because it only came out, um, this, well, I only, it didn't come out, I'm sorry. <coughs> I got this game confused with another zombie game, but this game came out, uh, September 21st, 2021. It's World War Z Aftermath, and, I have been very pleasantly surprised by it. So, I'm more based on what that. God damn it, you're. Ah! You're my gambo! Why are you doing me dirty, bitch? Why are you doing me dirty? I told you I'd shoot! Why didn't you believe me? Why didn't you believe me? Oh my god. It's Bolivian. Bolivian! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Spooky. Bolivian! Oh, and for the record, uh, for those of you who didn't pick up on, you know, Gagambu, um, you should probably be watching Squid Game. You should probably have watched it all already, I hope. Um... It's a good show. 
It's a good show. I'm not sure the eighth episode, the final episode, or the ninth episode, the, f- the final episode, uh, made a huge amount of sense. But the previous eight were great, and then the ninth left me thinking a lot about the show, and I'm rewatching it. Now I'm on, like, episode six again. Um, it's a good show. You should see it. It's on Netflix. It's really good. It's really good. It's it's really good. I can I can completely understand. I did I I did a fucking 750 word piece last night. Just I don't have an outlet to write for anymore. Um just on the show and the semiotic like oh yeah, it's obvious why this show is a hit in America. Even though like the the South Korean director um it's like stunned because it's like this biggest sleeper hit on Netflix. It's the biggest Netflix original American series debut whatever week ever. Like, yeah, it's blowing up. Shit's blowing up. So get on that before, you know, spoiler alerts ruin your life. It's only nine hours. It's like, you know, you can binge it in two days if even if you have like, as uh, Shadow Glare would say, chiller beasts. You should see it before other people ruin anything for you. Mm. It's like Lost with a point. Like the TV show Lost, but with a point. Okay, so that brings us to our feature this week, which is not a review because I I don't have time to do a review of it, so this will probably be the only time you'll ever hear me talk about World Wars D Aftermath in a critical sense. Um, I'm I'm just under 10 hours in. This is 9.9 hours. Uh... I played a lot of this game. I got it on Wednesday or Thursday. It is Sunday. Ten hours in that many days for me right now. I have a huge project load right now going on. I'm doing a lot of other things. Um, Is a good indication that this is a very good game. So what is World War Z Aftermath? Well, okay, so if you've heard my review and previous long-form, you know, critical analysis or whatever feature on uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite, which is a game I loved, War War Z Aftermath is just like Aliens Fireteam Elite, but with four people, four other people. You can play it uh, with bots or with other people. I prefer to play it with other people. Other people are always better than bots. In a finely tuned... Um, massive rage zombie global cataclysmic holocaust the dead have risen the dead are fast the dead swarm together and run like maniacs and overwhelm defenses this is the bridge and tower crowd the bridge and span crowd. These guys, they can't get to you, but they know where you are. They will flood an area and corpse pile themselves until they can reach you. Uh, they don't do actual bridging. That was something that I had on IHC in our Ultimate Zombie City, uh, where they would then, if you were like standing on a pillar in IHC in our Ultimate Zombie City, Zombocom, uh, if you were standing on a pillar like f- 500 blocks high they would pillar up to you and then they would start killing themselves to build a bridge to you they don't do that in World War Z but they're very fast, they're very angry and they look amazing when I say horde by the way, I mean it is easy to kill 600 zombies per mission per person. Uh, especially, and that's like on normal difficulties. Like, the guns are great. So you're four survivors of the initial zombie apocalypse. And as civilization falls in, uh, I can't remember how many fucking cities it is. Let's see, there's the ones that I've done are like the first five. So it starts off in New York. Um, then Jerusalem, then 
Russia, then Moscow, then uh, Tokyo, and then there's like five more. Each location, and you can pick whichever one you want. They're all like, you can go to whichever one, but they're meant to be played in order, it doesn't really care if you play them in order though because there is a quick match function that will just plug you in with the team as fast as possible which is great Uh, but I don't like it because I'm less than 30% done with the game but it's Aliens Fire Team basically, but with four people, it's bigger and with a bajillion fucking zombies. Zeke's is, Zeke's, Zeke is everywhere in this fucking game. Um, and because it's not set in like the Aliens universe, where like you have a whole set of standards to live up to, the standards here are different. They're of the World War Z movies, which I have not seen. So I couldn't care less, which makes me a perfect person to give a critical breakdown of this game just on the merits of itself as itself um the World War Z aspect makes the game less tactical than Aliens Fireteam but there are tons more classes there are like 8 different classes in this game classes of of player uh, classes that your player can that your character can be sorry and you can switch them at any point in between missions um, and classes each have uh, perks and the availability of perks of each perk tier or whatever uh, open unlocks as you advance by using that class to attain victories and defeats and you get uh, skill points for that that after you reach a certain level that'll unlock a new set of perks and then you can spend the skill points on the perks and those give you new skills or attributes to that class they it's a huge skill tree it caps at like level 25 for each I think it's level 25 for each class or it doesn't cap there but it's just like that's like there's nothing else to unlock at that point for each class so let's just start with like the default classic which is Gunslinger, it's the one that I've been playing, I'm like level 22 I want to say now Um, it's very easy to level up your classes just by getting a good team and keeping your nose down and trying to you know, even if you've never played the map before um, oh and there's uh, various difficulty there before you deploy if like let's say if you open up a game lobby for like a mission in New York each geographical location has three to four missions in that chapter of the story and they're all fairly conti- can contiguous contiguous yeah contiguous they join and connect each other so contiguous continuous whatever but let's say you want to play like the first mission in the whole game, which is where you start off at the top of a skyscraper and have to get eventually, at the end of that campaign, you have to get to an evacuation point on the Hudson River and then there's another mission after you complete that that becomes uh that I, I can't tell you because it fucks with the story um but let's say you want to play the first mission in New York and you've beaten it on normal a bunch of times, which is great. Normal's fun. Um, it uses a skull system for difficulty. One, two, two is normal, one is easy, three is hard, four is way hard, and five is, like, insane. Um, you can unlock a sword, a katana, if you beat any mission on Insane, you can have that as your weapon. Oh yeah, and then there's all these weapons, but we'll get to that in a moment. So, you get to like pick, you know, whichever difficulty level you want to play at, and that determines the number of Zeds, how dangerous they are, and how much damage they do, and how much damage they can take. 
So it's less tactical than Aliens Fireteam, but there's tons more classes, there's a lot more guns. And there's upgrades and skills and perks and all this shit. Um, the game also supports crossplay, which is one of the reasons why I picked it for this week, because unlike fucking New World and Back for Blood, which can't even fucking support Linux, this game, it'll match you with people who are playing on PC, ostensibly Linux PCs, no, I'm kidding, they probably Windows PCs, Xbox 360, and PlayStation. Or not Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox, you know, whatever Xbox is out there now, and whatever the PlayStation is, it's out there now. Matchmaking is generally quick, generally, especially at peak times, it's it's generally extremely quick, but even when it's not, like, last night, like, I was playing at, like, fucking 3 o'clock in the morning or something, um, it took, you know, like, five minutes to wait to get a bunch of sleep-deprived fucking deranged gamers and a bunch of over-caffeinated fucking East Coasters up and on their asses uh, to to join one of my lobbies but if you get tired of waiting you can always just you know alter the difficulty like knock it down a level or whatever or just do it normal and then play it solo with the bots the bots are okay but the important thing is that it works great with crossplay I don't know why every fucking game can't work this well with crossplay and this game is gorgeous it it's like uh it's almost from what I've read and from what I understood from chat from other people, is that this game is more like the um, it's like a combination of DLC and a remastering and then uh, three new levels, you know, a bunch some new new levels, new content uh, new classes, new weapons of a previous game, but I never played the previous game either, so this is all new to me game looks fantastic when you see your first real fucking horde just it's it's mind blowing the amount of zombies that are in this fucking game and that you will kill with just amazing efficacy it's very much an arcade shooter um but there's a lot there's a lot the things that i love about this game is that cuz like i've completed basically everything in aliens fireteam elite now and that that game and this game are very very similar uh, but I still want more Aliens Fireteam Elite style combat. I want to be, I want to, I want to be where the zombies are. I want to be there with three other players <laughs> where zombies walk around asking for one of those things. Brain, brains, brains. Anyway, yeah, Little Mermaid right there. L- Little Mermaid of the Zombie Apocalypse. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call it. That should be a fucking game. Disney would sue your pants off. Um, but there's a lot more mission content in World War Z Aftermath, like like by a factor of like five easily, just like in terms of sheer geography. And the missions are tight, punchy, story-based, narrative-driven, high octane, very intense, very intense very challenging um, and surprisingly varied point to point, more or less navigational, that's always going to be the case in these types of games um, the navigation system is okay it's 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 okay some of the some of the um, sometimes it takes the game too long to generate the next waypoint and you can get really lost during that interim, especially if you're really in heavy firefights and shit and you become disoriented and then you get cut off from other people or other people like accidentally leave you behind or you leave other people behind and then you can start to run into problems which is the whole idea of playing with other people, which is so cool and this game is like they spent a lot of time thinking about how to keep each mission varied and exciting and incredibly intense but arcadey and fun and difficult difficulty level appropriate in general you can get through almost all the missions that I've played with bots only 
with the exception of like two or three, and I pro I think I've done like twelve or thirteen chapters. So that's a pretty good ratio. But re realistically, if you buy this game to play it with bots, you're an idiot. You don't want to play this game with bots. You want to play this game with other people, especially match via crossplay, which is super fun. Um, it does have in-game chat, which almost no one uses, thank God. Um, but it, it uh, well, I'll get to my little anecdote about that in a moment. But uh, yeah, so there's three to four missions per area, and it's a cinematic story um, of survivors who make it through the initial crunch of the zombie apocalypse, the 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 zombie hordes, the dead rising from the earth. Um, in mass to the tune of millions and millions and millions. As you bounce through all these population centers, uh, you take on the role of people who are just plain survivors, who are trying to get the fuck out, people who are tasked with specific rescue missions. Um, there's all sorts of like Tokyo is a great fucking example, and this is not a spoiler. In Tokyo, you don't take on the role of like just like normal desperate fucking you know normal civilians you know wh who have happen to have guns and shit. Although that's basically what you are in every fuck. But all all everyone takes on different uh, characters that are specific to that geographical region, which is really cool. They spend a lot of time, and there's a lot of personality and a lot of character in like what they say. Um, random callouts and shit like that, and in their animations and in their looks, they look really good too, and they're all really cool. Um, but uh, in Tokyo, you are an auxiliary civilian defense force sent in to help evacuate um, the last remaining survivors from Tokyo, and you're like, uh, you guys are civilians, but you're heavily armed. And you're you have like a civilian rescue committee that you report to, kind of thing, and they answer to the military, and so like you liaise with the military. It's very cool, and like there's a cool mission in Tokyo where you have to escort a bus, like a bus covered in barbed wire filled with like fucking forty fucking survivors through a horde, and it is just absolute madness. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking great. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, w the earlier missions, like, New York and, uh, well, Jerusalem is totally different, but, like, the first mission is, like, New York, it's just to escape. But, it's, becomes more than that as you go to other places, especially, like, once you get to Moscow, there's all sorts of crazy shit you have to do in Moscow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, they were really prepared for the zombie zombie apocalypse it seems. It's uh, it kind of makes you wonder <coughs> how could they have seen it coming? Hmm. But uh and it all it all interlinks eventually um down the line. And it's fun to see those things happen. It's also fun to the each individual mission if you have a decent team who is capable of following fucking instructions, you know, red light, green light, I will now repeat the instructions. When it says green light, you are free to move towards the line. When it says red light, you must stop moving. If you are found moving, you will be eliminated. Um, but if you have a team that can follow instructions like that and who are not panicked uh, who, you know, who just like kind of keep their nose down and look out for each other most of all you can beat any mission like we rolled through like seven missions last night that I you know, I'd played them all before um, and it's way better even if you've never played a mission before to have a team with you um, cause then you guys can just redo it. Like you just, like if you fail, you redo it. Um, what's frustrating is when you have people who do not understand how to follow fucking basic instructions who get everyone killed. Like this happened 
three nights ago, I had this chick on our team who would not fucking do the objective. And she got us all killed four times. And this mission, normally this mission takes like, you know, 40 minutes. If you, you know, go point to point and you knock it out and you do the things and you're really careful and it's a really difficult mission. It's in Jerusalem. That's one of my problems with the game is that Jerusalem as the second place that you go to is like 50 times harder than anything in New York and then the game ratchets the difficulty level back down after Jerusalem to like New York level and then back up again but by then you like have your sea legs under you. Jerusalem is too difficult to be the second location that's just a difficulty curve thing in my opinion but anyway those are some of the most fun missions because they're each mission can sometimes have many different parts to it like uh you have to get to the doctor well okay how do we get to the doctor well we have to go through the you know the museum which will take us through the subway and then we have to you know get through the cemetery and by then the doctor's in trouble and you find the doctor and you have to get the nuclear codes before the doctor will exfiltrate with you so you go and you search for the nuclear code briefcases and you bring them back to the doctor and he comes out with you and now the horde is completely upon you and you have to get him to the helicopter the helicopter shows up but is now being swarmed by hordes you have to clear the hordes from the helicopter then you have to defend the helicopter as they do the repairs and it blah and so it's not just like an attack game it's also an attack and defense game with a fair amount of exploration in between and that that makes that makes every mission a lot more exciting and it provides and the ge- geographical locations like the actual like you know there's shit that's set on cruise ships there's shit that's sent that's set in subways in skyscrapers in deserts in uh small towns in Tokyo Zen gardens in uh Tokyo traffic tunnels in you know there's all sorts of different terrain and uh, geographical there's you know flood retention dams there's uh, football stadiums and there's millions of fucking zombies in every one of these places uh, and so you have to set up defenses sometimes if you have to defend a position uh, for like a timed objective to be completed by you know uh, NPCs that you bring in you know blah 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 or like you're waiting for evac or you need a weapon system to come online and there's also more complicated objectives that are team based objectives such as finding a set of timed switches to open a series of gates in the New York subway system all of which are very cool very simple but add a lot to the Clausewitzian friction necessary to make such you know, blast them all to hell, awesome fucking carnage festivals uh, from becoming, you know, just a masturbatory blast them up carnage festival of fucking headshots and, you know, carnage. So now, we'll close with um, a love and hate, a quick love and hate. Oh, and by the way, horde mode in this game is incredibly hard and is available from the second you get the game. Uh, but, um, oh, and also, by the way, uh, World War Z Aftermath is $39.99. And it's, like, easily... Easily, just in terms of, like, the number of levels, seven, ten times longer than Aliens Fireteam Elite. But Aliens Fireteam Elite is its own thing. It's set in the Aliens universe. It's an authentic Aliens universe experience of the action movies. Does The fact that I think this is a better game does n- in no way... Um, diminish at all Aliens Fireteam Elite, which just needs more content. They need more content, but I think they're taking a break to celebrate their happy release. So, good and bad. We'll be out of here in under an hour, right? Ivor, we'll do this really fast. All right, so this is where I, I take something that I love and then I counter it with something that I hated. And so they go one to one, so they should all cancel each other out. Well, they don't all cancel each other out. It's up to you to weigh the evidence. Things that I love. One, the graphics. Things that I hate. One, teams are dressed as civilians. And that makes friendly fire a major problem because Zeds 
also look like civilians. And auto-aim sometimes will point you directly at your teammates, which is a fucking big problem. Because you can kill everybody. Two, I love the story. Hate. Two, eh, mediocre nav and checkpoint system. Uh, And, you know, if you lose like that one Jerusalem mission, that can be it can take 55 minutes to lose that mission and then you have to start again from the beginning. And some people do not understand that like them fucking up is costing other people hours of their lives. <laughs> Alright, thing that I love. Eight classes, tons of skills, uh, four plus weapon classes each and class upgradable via like five tiers for each weapon so many fucking weapons and so many upgrades thing that I hate incomprehensible weapon determinations forcing you, sometimes forcing you to find weapons and use them in the field when they're not exactly suited to the situation just because you want to get another level with that weapon uh, things that I love, four endless arcade shooting, guts and gore action festival of carnage, it is a pick up and play fantastic pick up and play game controls are tight and simple and the mechanics of the game and the premise of the game are apparent and if you are of the round average human intelligence, you will have no problem falling right in line with, you know, a team of other desperate survivors who are just confused frequently as you and go on a fucking adventure <laughs> a high stakes adventure uh, so that's that's the thing that I love number four, thing that I hate number four creepers and bulls creepers are guys that hide in the shadows and ambush you and then beat the shit out they pin you to the ground and then beat the shit out of you just like the uh, stalkers in Aliens Fireteam Elite bulls are giant SWAT bomb disposal unit behemoth monster guys who are really difficult to kill and will run at you with surprising speed, they'll pick one of you run at you, pick you up and then pound you into the ground until you or they are killed and there's no way to escape them, either of them and that is irritating and the AI, if you're playing with bots never gets there fast enough to really save you all the health that you should, even if you're trying to like lure the AI to stay close to you they never react fast enough if you know you get pinned by a creeper until like you've lost half your fucking health it's even kind of it can also be worse if you have a team of humans who don't look out for each other so look out for each other when you play the game um and only very good teams truly do a good job of covering their own but if you play with people who generally have higher levels than you, at least two of the four people playing, so that's that's a good margin. That's two out of three, because you know you're not including yourself. It's two out of three people who, if they're close, will fucking find a way to save you. Um, five thing that I love: badass, catastrophic environments with attack, defend, and, and explore elements thing that I hate, five, explore to defend like if you come up to a defense position exploration is essential and it's and poorly executed defenses in some places can absolutely doom the entire team and that's something that has to kind of be learned by experience of the level and knowing kind of maybe where they're going to be coming from before you, and also knowing where all the defense stuff is, because you can deploy barbed wire and automatic turrets and heavy machine guns that have to be manned, but you have to know where those things are, where those boxes are, and you can only carry one at a time, and you generally only have like two minutes before the horde comes, and you have to defend that position so it's something that you learn with practice um and it, it can be frustrating. It's very difficult to defend with um, the bots. It's much easier to defend with human beings. Um, six things that I love. Your team is just essential enough. Everyone is just essential enough to everyone else 
to really make the game hang together in most situations. Like, nine times out of ten, you're going to have a good time playing with your team. Nine times out of ten, you're going to need your team to help you at least once or twice. Um, And you're going to help your team. And there's that one time out of ten where, you know, everyone is just fucking stupid beyond belief (laughs) and gets everyone killed. Which is also kind of fun because you get points whether you win or lose. You get more points if you win, obviously, but, you know, it's not like it's a wash if everyone gets killed. Um, And so, yeah, so things that I hate. Six, a bad player on a team can ensure a loss. Played three rounds of Jerusalem with the same dipshit before we all quit in fury I said wow you guys really suck in chat and no one uses chat in this game and the the other guy who had been helping me and I'd been helping him said yeah I'm quitting and I'm quitting uh, the, the chick that I was talking to said no you all suck and my guy said I'm quitting because of you bitch you are absolute trash and so then I had to quit too because he was talking to her but anyway and that chick fucked us up for three hours like just destroyed any ability to complete that mission for three hours we did it four times um seven things that I love weapons are punchy seem very realistic but also have super carnage and there's tons of ridiculous effects that are excellent um, you can carry four weapons at any time you have a primary, a secondary if you find a heavy weapon you can put that on your back and switch to it and then you have a melee weapon which can be ranked light, medium or heavy um, and can also be swapped out for other weapons in the field seven things that I hate wrong weapon at the wrong time or if you run out of ammo from missing a resupply crate, which are not marked on a map generally, um, or maybe they are, but they, 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 sometimes it can be too easy to miss. And if you miss one, you're gonna be fucked, because then you're gonna be fucking, you know, fire axing or macheteing or baseball batting, just endless hordes of zombies while you try to just stick as close as possible to the rest of your team. It's exciting, um, and it's pretty fun, and you can survive that way, but you know, the wrong weapon at the wrong time can completely fuck you, and can completely fuck the entire team, in fact if you have to, if you happen to be the right guy in the right place, but with the wrong gun, like you know, like a crossbow, when what you really just need is any fucking any automatic weapon um, you know, that can that can destroy the whole team, that can be that can be fucked up, because you, you know, it sucks to be insta-fucked, and it fucks to, it sucks to know that you're the guy who fucked the entire team but it, these things happen. These such are the vicissitudes of existence post zombie apocalypse. Uh, so things I love. Final uh, uh, things I love. Uh, eight uh, matchmaking is great at peaks. It's decent. It's above average, decent um, off peak. But sometimes there are occasional deserts. And then things I hate. Matching can plant you. Uh, mid-mission, it can join you, auto-join you with other people who are in the middle or at the, even at the very end of a mission, which can suck if you care about the story and you want to see so it's possible to play like the first five minutes of a mission, of a 45 minute mission you know, get killed or whatever, lose go and set up that mission again and for it to matchmake you with other people who are in the last 10 minutes of that mission without you ever having seen or played any of the intervening, you know, 30 minutes of the mission. So, and it can be very disorienting and it can also be very lucrative because it's, you know, two minutes uh, to complete the mission and that's still, like you know, generally like 1,700 points, um, which is a lot um, for two minutes of work, but it does suck because you have no idea what's going on. And frequently when that happens, you're about to lose. But that's okay. He pays your money, he takes your chances. Things I love, last one, horde mode. Things that I hate, last one. Horde mode is super hard. Horde mode is designed for for players who are really willing um, to suffer with 
painful, constant death, failure, and frustrating difficulty if they want to play Horde mode before they've leveled up their character. It's possible to do. It is absolutely possible to do. Game will not stop you from doing it. And it is very lucrative to do it. But Horde mode is really designed for once you get your shit together. Uh, Horde mode is a thousand times better in this game than Horde mode in Aliens uh, Fireteam Elite. It's a survival situation where you and your team are are, uh, liaising with the military to get a uh, plane full of survivors off of an airstrip in the middle of a lightning storm as a horde approaches so the goal is for the for you to prevent the horde from breaching the boarding gates and there's lots of ways in and around this fucking airport it's a lot of territory to cover and your the spawn point is it moves it's in numerous different places which add uh, various tactical advantages and uh, difficulties to, def- you know, defending uh, against the horde, which comes in waves. Um, so yeah, this is, once again, this is not a review. Our conclusion is it's back for blood, left for dead. They suck. This game is better than any of the left for dead games, in my opinion. Uh beyond that, this works on Linux and is rad, and it runs on cross platforms, which is great, so there's like a huge player base for it, or a larger player base than what you're normally used to seeing um, the World War Z concept of zombies uh, made real in a video game is really cool like, just a horde, like the fucking, watching people they're not people, they're zombies at this point, but watching 500 people run like a waterfall screaming off the sides of buildings splattering their bodies and brains like rain droplets on the deck of a ship or on the city on the streets of a city or as they're pinned up against a wall trying to tower up to your buddy with an RPG it's just amazing, and when you throw a grenade into one of those big, messy hor- oh my god, the bodies fly um and so, that's awesome it's got way more content than uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite the cinematic, it's cinematic, it's predictable it's exciting it's an action movie it's it's got a storyline that's more than adequate and uh, it has really cool characters that are interesting. Intense multiplayer chaos, super fun, super brainless fucking fun. It's what you need if that's what you're into. So, the immortal words of the first woman I ever truly wanted to marry, Miss Raperl. Her favorite joke. What did the vegetarian zombie say they were after? Grains! Cheers, I'll catch you next week for our 365th episode. As friend of the show, Jeff Jeffrey Wise pointed out, um, and I had not yet realized, actually. I lied and said, oh, I knew that. <laughs> he texted me. said, you know, Seth, in two weeks, you'll have done a show for every day of the year. <laughs> <laughs> On that depressing note, Ivor, you're fired. Catch you next week. Grains. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yada yada yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada yee. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first.
there is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. Hi, nerd face! Stop! The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.